Hey, bro, I think tonight's a good night. It's a Saturday night. I think we ought to take the old uh, cruiser and let's go check out some backyard parties, bro. You know, back in the 80s. You, you remember when the DJs were, were out there kicking ass and everybody had big hair, but you could tell the dudes from the chicks. Memories that I have are mini trucks. Oh, mini uh, trucks, Volkswagens. Remember all that crap cruising up and down boulevards? Yeah, well, you know what? Our pals over there at the garage just finished with the Fiero, so it's good to you go. Let's, uh, let's go grab so that. So here, let's, uh, let's, let's uh, get in, man. All right. You got to put seatbelts. Hey, uh, hey, you know no, what? no, no, get that, get that music, get that music off. We're going to, we're, we're going to a, a house party. I'm going to punch it in the computer. 1989. That's a good year right there. That's before the grunge took over. Let's go to East LA, Boyle Heights on Bonnie Beach. I used to go to some parties over there, man. It was crazy. Boyle Heights. It was always a good time, bro, until you got shot at. That no, was some crazy. Boyle Heights let's, scares let's me, man. Let's go back to that. what there's a couple parties going on here you hey. know what let's cruise in over here you see all the christmas uh, that one you see that one? Oh, the, the one with the, the pink house go, yeah yeah let's go to that pad right there with the red lights don't don't cruise uh, up though because they're going to want to steal man. our ride park halfway down the block shoot look they then got we'll all kinds there. of lights coming from the garage through the cracks oh man i'm telling you bro we got to park right here near the security light all right hang on hey get you your hands be. off the wheel man take it easy i'm boy. driving i'm wait driving up, wait up wait up you drive crappy. This isn't your Nova. All oh, right. Oh, man, don't bring up my Nova, bro. <laughs> All right, here. I'm parking here. Put in the handbrake because I don't trust uh, this hill. All right. Look, the guys at the shop put in this new alarm. Check it out. Ah, uh, you like that? Look at that. Oh, my gosh. This brings back some memories. Okay, let's go. That chick has got a six pack of pink Aquanet hanging off of her purse. Check it out. She looks fierce. Uh, they're not going to let she, us go in here. She's she's a disco chola. Orale, fool. Hey, what's up? Hey, let me talk to this guy. Hey, what's up, dog? Who are you, homie? Hey, homie, what's up, bro? How much uh, How much to get in? What's cracking over here tonight? We got all the ladies out there with their Aquanet just ready to uh, go, homie. And uh, we got all the, the homies out there. And But guess what? Is it just you and your boy? Or who is this? Yeah, it's just, it's yeah, just, this it's just my homie right now. He's not, he's not my parole officer. No, hey, Chang. He's cool. Don't, don't, don't worry about oh. his members only, Jack. Yeah, hey, don't. Hey, hey. Yeah, how much, uh, how much to get in? Hey, listen, fool. Right now we're doing the special. Two for one? No, it's going to be two fools for $20, all right? What? 20 bucks? 20 bucks. Gosh, damn. You guys didn't bring in the ladies, though. No, twenty yeah, don't bucks. Don't tell me this is a sausage if, festival. If I could go to a front row Van Halen well, concert you guys are for twenty bucks. The sausages and I need to charge twenty, homie. Hey, that's it. Okay, you know what? I'll bring it down to to five ahead. Okay, that's five each. That's cool. That's, that's all I can do. Hey, that's tonight. quite a okay. discount. Okay. We got some good brews in here. I'm sorry, it's because it's because that car down the street is making me nervous right there, dog. But why don't you guys come in? You know? Uh, hey, hold on. Hey, hey Chang, hey, what did you bring hey, me? Bro. This is your kind of party, Chang. Come on, oh, man. man. Hey, bro. Hey, bro, the easier you can squeeze the fruit, baby, the easier it is to enjoy the fruit. That's what I'm talking about. Life is like a market, bro. Amen. Wow. You don't go to fancy markets, do you? You take I what you can your... get. I can tell. Oh, man, look at everybody here. Notice how everybody is standing around the dance floor. Look yeah. at the cholo dude over there that, that's charging. Look at him, man. He's at the keg and he's dancing around. Look at that. Thing. Yeah, and he's all by that's himself, too. Cholo. That's a happy cholo it's right there. a happy there. cholo next to, next to the yeah. keg. Very nice. Yeah. That's the kind hey, of That guy right who let us in. Knows. That guy who let us in, by the way, that guy was so drunk right now. He, oh, he was barely standing, man. Well, look at him. He's dancing. Oh, shoot. Look at him. 
Hey, homie, come hey, here. What, what did he say his name was? Chuko? He didn't tell me. He, no, he didn't tell me. His I'll name. just go, hey, Chuko. Call, you call me? Can I call you Chuko hey. or, or what, what's your what, name? What, ghost? What, yeah, what's your name, homie? You know, right now I'm feeling ghosty, so you can call me Ghost. We're going to drop the best 80s right now. We got everything right now since we're in the West Coast. We're going to do everything from a little bit of Johnny O, a little bit to some Judy Torres. You know, that girl. we're going to do yeah. all the fine girls. We got we got Debbie Deb coming up, you know. You know what, bro? Stamp us. Give us a stamp. We're going to go to our ride. Spin us up. take care of you guys right now. All right. Uh, let me get the stamps out of my thing. Right now. One second. Oh, yeah. oh, that's hey, the, why are that's your stamps cigarettes. in there with syringes, bro? He's got syringes in his sandbag. It's a cigarette packet, uh, homie. Oh, it's a cigarette packet, packet dog. Okay. Oh, man. Guy's got cut up anyway, straws. Here are your, your, your stamps. Let me see one hand. One right, stamp. Here's a one stamp. Here you go. Here's another stamp. Give me your hand. All right. The DJ just got here. Guys, guess what? He's going to play my favorite song. I say he's going to play the new track. It's a Debbie Debbie. Look out for Weekend. Hey, play me that song. That one I like, hey. The one that... The one I cried from that girl that broke my heart, but then I get a little excited, eh? Will you please? You're listening to Back to the 80s Radio. We are taking you back to a time where freedom, music, and friendships were a way of life. Taking the time machine every single Friday, you can reach us by letting us know what song you want to hear every single week via our Facebook page. Send us a direct message. All the music that we play here, we want to remind you, on Back to the 80s can be heard if you visit our khits925.com page. We have a great show for you today with two special guests that you're not going to want to miss. Steven Pitalo of Music Video Time Machine, writer, producer of Back in the 80s with MTV. And first, we must introduce a man who joins us every single Friday, who has often been referred to as the John McEnroe Anger Management Coach. He's been spotted at different malls dressed as a mad scientist saying that the Libyans have found him. Oh my God. They found me. I don't know how, but they found me. The Libyans! All we know is we call this madman the Chang. Chang, how the hell are you? Oh, I love a parade, especially when it is for thee and thee is me. Welcome to the program, Toscano. Don't go away, because there's tons more coming up next here on Back to the 80s Radio. Ouch. You remember the first time you tried these games? Space Cadet. But with practice. Captain Galaxy. And when you first tried Coke, I bet you said, no, thank you. But hey, hey, hey! Let's try Coke again. Because once you got that new wave taste, you want to try it again, again, and again. Practice makes perfect. Catch the wave, Coke. If you can't wear a spandex jumpsuit, what can you do? This is... Back to the 80s. Back to the 80s radio. We are back, just as promised, with a special guest. As I mentioned before the break, we have Stephen Pitalo, a journalist, writer, director, producer of videos, shows, and talent. 
Wow, that's a mouthful. You also launched the uh, music video Time Machine. Uh, It's dedicated to the golden age of music video. You have done it all since the 80s. Thank you for being on the show. Oh, fantastic. Like I, like I said, I, uh, I love to talk about the things that uh, you guys talk about, uh, and I, I, I bore everybody to death with my uh, over-exuberance. So uh, it's good to have an audience <laughs> that is interested in the things coming out of my mouth. A lot of people I know, as I am, are very interested to find out about your experience of back in the 80s and how it all started for you and how did you uh, kind of evolve into that writer, into that producer. So go ahead and talk to us a little bit about that and some of your experiences. Well, um, I was very lucky in that I had uh, support from my parents and my teachers and all growing up. I knew I wanted to be a writer very early on. And when I ended up going to college, I worked on uh, entertainment journalism and different projects and and that. Um, I am definitely the MTV generation. I want my MTV. I want my MTV. Call your cable company and say, I want my MTV. And I am definitely uh, in right in the middle of the 80s. 80 to 90 was my exact junior high, high school and college. So all of my pop culture ingestion pretty much cemented itself during that time. So uh, I, I'm big on 80s music, movies, television, etc. And part of uh what made me want to do my own thing when it comes to music video is that I had MTV uh, those formative years uh, in the mid 80s. And I, like all my fellow teenagers, were glued to the TV to see the next music video coming on. And I recall uh, so many memories of just sitting in front of the TV watching for the the next thing to come on. I was actually talking the other day to somebody about when the reflex by Duran Duran was going to be a world premiere video. And so that was kind of a big deal. It was the third cut off the seven and the ragged tiger album and uh, featured little snippets from some of the other videos. And uh, I've been lucky enough in my career to be able to interview some eighties bands, um, see as many as they call them now, legacy artists as possible. And, uh, and, you know, pretty much keep it keep it alive for myself and other people that are are interested in it uh, most specifically with music video time machine which is a, a magazine that I really recently launched uh, it's online you can check it out at musicvideotimemachine.com it's free uh, I did a short print print run of it just to have one you know to have in my hands like the old school but it's centered around behind the scenes stories of music video. Uh, some of the 70s, a lot of 80s, a little bit of the 90s, what I like to call the golden age of music video from 76 to 94, uh, bookended between Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen and the Use Your Illusion trilogy by Guns N' Roses. MTV is is a hot topic for everybody who loves the 80s. But I've noticed that there's two sides, maybe more. One that loves MTV, like myself, we grew up on it, and one that hates it. They say... As the Buggles did on August 1st of 81, video killed the radio star. 
And I wanted to know what your take is on this. Do you think that MTV did more damage to either the artist or the radio business? Or do you think that it just helped everybody? Well, I think it's a it's the idea that things change and adaptability is the key to survival. I think this also fits into a very philosophical position that people will have those who they will be very upset that a movie is not faithful to the book or a graphic novel is not faithful to the canon or a series is not faithful to the original characters and things like that. And I was a bit of a stickler, I guess, in my past lives. But I have to say that once you sort of think of things as everything is not the same, then you can kind of free yourself. For example, if you want to talk about Interview with the Vampire, well, it was a book first, and then it was a movie, and then it was a television series, which is on right now. Those are all different things. And if you want it, if you if you feel like it needs to be very faithful to the original source material, you can feel that. But it's not the original source material. It's a TV show. It's a movie. You know, and I think music video can be viewed in that same way. It's the music video for it. It's not just the song. You can have just the song if you want, but you can also have the music video. You can have the remix. You can have now with technology, every stem inside of uh, a song, which means the separated audio files of, you know, the voice, the drums, the guitar, etc. So you can... You can have things, you know, however you want. I guess the king of all of this would be George Lucas, who basically took, you know, the first three Star Wars movies and then, you know, decided he wanted to change them and and put some things in that he didn't get to do. And, and, and you know, he did that, which is fine for him. I, I think it's unfortunate that it's very hard to get the original versions of those. But that's a, that's a, a special case, I think. So, did video kill the radio star? I can't really say that it killed it. I think it actually gave it new opportunities and saved the record industry to a certain extent. Because right. as we could see, MTV, as soon as it came out, we could see the impact that it was having on the record buying public. It was in very small markets at first, introduced as part of the cable package, um, but you usually had to call to get it, hence the I want my MTV ad campaign. So once you had people in the Midwest and in these smaller markets getting MTV, they were going to their record stores and they were buying those bands that they saw. And so consequently, these record stores, th these record companies started seeing that Tulsa was selling a lot of Duran Duran or Culture Club and... Uh, they saw the direct correlation between the music video and the sales. So what I thought that presented a, such a great opportunity in that if you were a music video director and you were there during that little sweet spot of, say, 81 to 84, maybe 85 or so, everybody wanted to get their video on MTV. So if you were a music video director. I actually, that wasn't even really a job yet. You know, there were no full-time music video directors yet. There were, there were people who were doing this and it was becoming an industry and things like that. But if you got a, a music video assignment, basically the record company would usually just say, just, just make it cool. 
we we just want to get on MTV because we know if we just get on, it's going to sell records. What a great creative opportunity for so many of these directors who, I mean, frankly, some of them did just, you know, performance videos, but that you could have some creativity with that. Others went, you know, even further and kind of tried to come up with narrative ideas like ZZ Top did for all those Eliminator album videos. Uh, yet, like you said before, Duran Duran, very artistic and sure. interesting videos. Yeah, and you had the, the the really crazy ones that didn't make any sense, like like Peter Gabriel's "Shock the Monkey." If you watch that, <laughs> you're still like, "What happened? The, what the, is going on here?" The creepy one, like uh, "Men Without Hats" with <laughs> safety oh, dance. Well, yeah, the safety dance. I mean, one of the things that some of the British music video directors told me is that the, the benefit of sh of shooting in England is the English countryside. Yeah, um, it, it's basically free, and it's a great, <laughs> it's a great production value. Sure, to add to your music video, hence the safety dance, hence in a big country by big country, uh, hence uh, Slade's uh, run Runaway, which actually I think takes place at, at a castle somewhere. So, yeah, video didn't kill a radio star. It actually gave it a, kind of a turbocharge during this time. Was there a video that you really look forward? Like, let me give an example. Video when I was, this was, I was very little, 11 years old. And we got cable December of 83. And the video was being announced that Michael Jackson was going to come out with this video. And then I saw at 11 years old, a video that kind of scared the crap out of me. And that was, of course, I'm talking about the video thriller. Yes. Yes. Pro possibly the most important and influential music video of the time it it I don't, I don't know that it's been copied so much as it as it put music video into a different category as far as production value and importance in the in the pop culture uh this issue of music video time machine that you can take a look at has an interview i interviewed john landis all about what that was like um he's talked about it you know so many times over the past 40 years make a little bit less than 40 years that some of this was a bit of a revamp but some of the things he told me about were very very interesting um how the budget came about um what it was like to direct michael later for the black or white video because uh, that's a very different Michael by that time. They, they, that was, um, you know, that was after Thriller, after Bad, and right. then on to Dangerous. So it's just a different landscape. But yeah, Thriller, I can see how it was, it, it was really an event, and it was more than a music video. It was almost 14 minutes long, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when you saw it, it was a feature film sort of event. Uh, it the, the one that I uh, remember waiting to come back around was Infatuation by Rod Stewart. Yeah. Because it was, it had sort of a story to it and it was interesting uh, to look at. It had uh, actress Kay Lenz was, uh, was, was the female in it. Um, it had Jeff Beck doing a guitar solo. Uh, it was in black and white too, which was really interesting, I thought. Um, so it was, this was one of the more cinematic, uh, events, but I, I've said before, Rod Stewart, Rod Stewart does not get nearly the credit he should get sure. in the MTV canon because Rod, if you look at Rod 
Jeff's career, he kind of knew what was going on before everybody else knows what's going on. Yeah. And he's way ahead of the game. The very first day that MTV was on the air, August 1st, 1981, they had 11 Rod Stewart videos in rotation, more than anybody, wow. many, more than any other artist. And it's because he was making those videos in the 1970s. He, uh, he and the record company would make what was called the pop promo or the sure. international clip, which would be distributed across Europe to these different music video programs that they had over there. We only had a few little music video type programs uh, here in the United States, uh, HBO's video jukebox, uh, and you know a few things scattered here and there. And even MTV was only on the air um, when it started in 1981 in smaller markets. MTV was not on the air in LA or in New York until 1983. Many people don't don't even realize that that was that was the extent of it. But yep, and and once that came about, it was just you know gangbusters all the way. Um, I think if you look at the first MTV Video Music Awards in 1984, um, it's it's an interesting uh, uh, celebration. I mean, to have a, a Video Music Awards just three years after you started. Oh, that's amazing. It's pretty, it's pretty ballsy, but what a great idea. And to this day, it's one of the only remaining remnants of the original MTV that people uh, can connect to. This is Back to the 80s. When we come back, more of Stephen Patalo. Stick around. You're listening to Back to the 80s. Greatest vocalist, indeed the greatest quasi-religious figure of the 20th century, can only be... Don Ho. That's right, Tom. Don Ho. And when you think of Don Ho, what else do you think of? That's right, Hawaii. And when you think of Hawaii, there's no denying the Headbangers Ball escaped from the long, cold winter with Cinderella Contest. One winner and a guest will be rocketed to the unspoiled tropical paradise of Hawaii. Tell them about it, Tom. You and a friend will escape a long, cold winter. See Cinderella in concert. You'll play in the sand. Get a tan. Meet the band. And if you're lucky, sell personal items to the locals for ten times what they're worth. Here's what you do. Send in a handwritten postcard to MTV's Escape from the Long Cold Winter with Cinderella Contest. P.O. Box 1280, Radio City Station, New York, New York, 10101. So what about Don Ho? Oh, that was just a gimmick. Commercials, bad. Music, good. Now, with zero commercials. Please help support us in your donation today. We are going back to the 80s. What advice would you give the younger Stephen Patalo? that you now know, but you wish you would have known when you were in high school? Wow, that's a good question. Um, I think I'd have to say, take uh, take things a little bit more seriously when it comes to you know your work and your work ethic and um, really have a, a goal. I think if I had done it over again, I probably would have tried to move to New York right out of college. I ended up coming up about five five years later or so. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I probably would have said, try to get a little bit more focus, but I also think I would have, I would have said something along the lines of, you know, every problem that you have is going to work itself out one way or another. So there's really no use worrying about it. I mean, every problem you've had before now has had, has worked out one way or another. It's been a problem. And then the problem is either solved or it changes or something like that. But worrying about it has never done any good. Right. So just don't worry about things so much because I've, I'm a, I've, 
all my life been a big worrier and I should not. Also to make sure to have a lot of gratitude. Uh, I've found that that has been a key in my own success is to keep being very grateful for the things that, that are going well. Important things to remember to be grateful and uh, just to give thanks for everything that we have. All right. So what about songs? Let's uh, go to music because I know you're a big music buff. What (laughs) song would you say for you encapsulates the eighties? Is there a song that you would say, look, when I, it may not be my favorite or maybe it is your favorite, but this, when I hear this song, there's nothing else I can think of, but this is the eighties. If you're introducing the eighties to someone who's never heard eighties music, that's eighties. Wow. There's, there's just so, so many out there. I I think, uh, strangely enough, wait by white lion. Yeah. (laughs) It just kind of pops out. (laughs) This is what it was. This is what was going on right now. And, you know, I've, I've always been a big, uh, a big Duran Duran fan. So I think Rio is a really good example of a good, good 80s song. And then institutionalized by the suicidal tendencies. Oh, yes. Always makes me laugh. And I always think, wow, how, how do these guys nail this thing that everybody knows? Right. And it's it's like nothing else. It's just like nothing else. Um, I always wondered if they got a, uh, if they got some sort of cease and desist from Pepsi from for, for all <laughs> for all that stuff. So Stephen Pitalo, you've been kind enough to share with us a, a brief '80s uh, time capsule for us, which we really really appreciate. Where can '80s fans find out about your your magazine? Um, if you guys want to just go on the web, you can check it out at musicvideotimemachine.com. But if you're on Instagram, we're at at music video time machine or on twitter it's mv time machine and also if you uh, are in the brooklyn area we have monthly 90s dance parties that uh, seem to be going off really well so to check out all things print digital uh, and event wise music video time machine.com is the best place to take a look Stephen, it's been great having you on the show and i hope it's not the last time this is back to the 80s radio stick around You're listening to Back to the 80s. Welcome back to Back to the 80s Radio, Toscano and Chang. Chang here, and you just got swayed away to the dance floor by none other than Stop. That song brings back such memories. (laughs) I bet it does, Chang. I I blacked them all out. I remember waking up in a dumpster fire. Uh, behind uh, <laughs> oh, everybody's favorite dance club in Hollywood, Florentine Gardens, during the 1980s. You know, I would have paid. Forget. I would have paid to see you at Florentine Gardens, Shank. I really would have because you know what? Every time I went to Florentine Gardens, I never once saw a a metalhead. Not even once. I didn't go to Florentine Gardens just to wake up and going, hey, I got to get my groove on. The only reason I was ever at Florentine Gardens was usually on a Friday or Saturday night after me and my partners closed the liquor store we worked at. We used to work at a liquor store in uh, Southside Montebello off of Whittier Boulevard on 3rd. Props out to Sam's Liquor. We were called the Sammy Boys. Well, we would close this thing down probably like 1230. And uh, 
we flip a coin to see where we're going to go. We're going to go to Hollywood. We're going to go with me and my other two homeboys kind of music. We're going to go get metaled out, rock and rolled out on, on the strip. Or are we going to go to Hollywood and, and uh, let these buddies of mine who used to wear those barbershop type striped shirts with a collar and then they'd roll up their sleeves and crease some and you know everybody had one dude had like a light blue stripe so if i lost the bet me i'd have to go to Florentine guards with my buddies so it was always funny because it was usually my me my buddy mancini my buddy canyon we were rock and rollers right and uh we would just kick back at the bar and drink and trip out and, and and just survey everything you know when a certain song hit you would see the whole bar just like take off like a, a like a bunch of geese into the lake they're all gonna get their groove on but the thing i used to trip on is i learned to respect the dj and the way he would scratch or the way that he would stop and then mix it up a little bit and then intro it into or or exit it into another intro of a song that had the exact same beat so everybody got more pumped up on the dance floor. So I always was uh, entertained and respected that, which is crazy, which is one of the reasons that we're talking about tonight on the program. We're going to talk about pop music and how it cultivated dance craze. Right. Uh, the movement that it created in the 80s with dance clubs, backyard parties. And that all started with FM radio, you know, because so many other uh, stations branched off from pop music into their own format. I would watch all the little giraffes and geese run off into the pond on the dance floor when I heard that song. But well, truly a song that I hated. Wow. Well, well, that's nothing, nothing new, my friend. But I can Thank tell you. you who is new on the show. And tonight we want to welcome a dear friend of ours that we've known for many, many years and one who is no stranger to dance music, to freestyle music, all around a music lover, and a fellow broadcaster. Mr. Rob Hi. Roy, welcome to Back to the 80s Radio. Hey, it's good to have you, brother. Thank you so much, boys, for having me. It's been a while, and I'm happy to hear both of your voices. Not every day uh, we're called boys. Thank you for calling us boys. <laughs> I love it because sometimes it's raining men, and it's good to be a boy. <laughs> Rod Steele, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, today we're going to continue our talk of dance music and a little bit of here and there of possibly some hip-hop some rap we might get into that you got to remember there's a lot of little genres that came out of this main genre and one of them was for example freestyle freestyle that gained a large presence in in clubs all over the united states specifically new york miami and and then la but particularly those two because of the large presence of latino community and performers such as you know, Expose, Lisa Lisa and the Cold Jam, Stevie B, Sweet Sensation. Yeah, yeah. These groups all gained mainstream chart success. Why? Because they were played all over the greatest stations in the U.S., the biggest stations in the U.S. So having said that, Rob, talk to us a little bit about your experience with DJing, man, because I know that's uh, one of your fortes. Definitely. I mean, you know, you know, I focus on the genre of electronic dance music and that's something that I'm real passionate about and that I love. But just even going back to the start of what made dance music, the 80s were what popped it off. Most importantly, it starts even just in film. Give you an example. I mean, exactly. people were shocked when they first started hearing these sounds. It was Scarface 
when the was the synthesizer was brought in. If you guys remember yes. when Scarface was yes, going yes. on and these synthesizer songs, music started coming up in the sound and people were like, holy crap, this is a new sound. And I mean, in my opinion, I say the godfather of synth is a guy named Giorgio Mordero, who's been, you know, who's done everything from Scarface to Top Gun. He's done those scores for those films. And I mean, that I think started the movement and what it is now, you know, <laughs> 80s music freestyle music and not only that it started the sound that was able to branch off into different genres hip-hop started and then freestyle music started there was an east coast west coast thing from different styles in the west coast it was freestyle it was the start of the scratch but most importantly djing i mean it's a it's an art form you know people say hey you know it's just mixing together and this stuff like that but to be a real dj you know, and I know a few good people that are really good, talented DJs and producers that it's an art of mixing, feeling the crowd, feeling how, you know, you're going to be able to, you know, focus on a crowd. And I mean, I wasn't alive in the 80s and I've done as much an extent. The only thing is I know a lot about the 80s. I just mm. didn't live through them. But the good thing is with technology and everything now is pretty I could pretty much be there, you know, with all the music videos starting in the starting in the 80s. It was a whole freestyle movement here in Los Angeles. You had people like Johnny O. Remember that song? You're yep. my fantasy girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. girl you even had remember that blondie debbie deb look out for weekend oh yeah I mean, who could, yeah lisa lisa you you had expose feeling the crowd these guys that i've talked to i mean i know djs personally now that they do open to close sets that means that they're the first ones who press the start button and they end it for this guy one in particular plays for nine hours straight and Jeez, he prepares oh. it. Yeah. Can you imagine that? And the man takes, you know, I wonder how he goes. He takes restrooms breaks, but he plays for nine hours. Avalon nightclub out there in Hollywood. This yes. man would do nine yes. hours and he would start off feeling the mm-hmm. crowd. And then in the middle of that, start doing with the bangers, you know? Yeah. I've got a bit of trivia for everybody listening that is not what in studio. And that is who was the genre of dance's first official hit in the 80s, of course. It was the foundation of the genre. Okay. And it was also known as the beginnings of electro genre and it gave birth to techno. There was a very famous DJ. His name was DJ Lex and Triple Beam Records. So they gave way to this particular artist and this particular song that I know everybody's heard. It's one of my favorite songs. Chang will probably say he hates it, of course, as he does all of my music. Please. But who who was this artist? I'll give you a hint. It was it was a gal by the name wow. of Shannon. What oh. was the title of that song? Let the music play. That is right, my friend. Let the music play. Made huge nice. waves throughout New York, specifically New Don't York. You challenge me. And and you Don't gotta you remember back in the eighties when something hit New York radio. But then it went to Miami radio and then it went to Cal- California here in L.A. radio. Man, that's it. The entire world, not just the entire United States, the entire world will be world. inundated with whatever is being played here in the United States. Yes. And yes. Let the Music Play by Shannon is often named as the genre's first hit with a sound called the Shannon Sound, believe it or not. So a little bit of tribute for you guys. Mm. When we're talking about such great, female lyricists and acts of the 80s i'm going to lay this upon you both blondie 
She has, uh, I think, they came out with maybe one of the first rap rap songs. songs. You know Wasn't that I mean? like a 1978 Rapture. or 79 song? Yeah, Rapture. Yes, it was. You know what I mean? Which, uh, you know, later on, I remember recalling the 80s, DJs would speed that song up or use uh, parts of it as they intertwined it in some of the other music that was coming out. So you keep people moving on the dance floor. Shannon's a great uh, expose. If you get a chance, check out our archives where we talked to Lori Miller from the original expose gal. So that was great. But there, you know what? It was uh, it was a time that East and West Coast were kind of warring against each other to see who would get the best sounds, the best dancers, the best music. And Rob, I mean, you could probably testify to this. You know, we had even hip hop and rap groups such as the Beastie Boys, for example. The West Coast boys would be people like N.W.A., Easy e you know, but also the East Coast had people like Public Enemy. Remember that song, Rebel Without a Cause? Oh, yeah. Exactly. Man. I was going to say Sucker this. Sucker MC, I, Run DMC. Oh, I would say that back in the 80s, you always had this rivalry, just as like in sports, where you had the East Coast against the West Coast. And that's been a big thing, I think, even to, to this day. Public Enemy, definitely strong hip-hop movement during the 80s. NWA, I mean, man, NWA came out and they they not only created a sound and a movement and a vibration, but they poured their heart in it and told a real story, their tiredness. They made America aware of the bullshit that was going on in Los Angeles, such as everywhere else where there was injustice, uh, power and, and the powers above were all about greed and of social uh, division was drawn back then. And w- when uh, hip-hop came out in the 80s, it grooved in with the music because people could dance to it. But if you break the lyrics down, it's so powerful. It's in its own essence, its own movement. You know, you mentioned that we were at war East, East Coast against West Coast, and that's so true. This is Grandmaster Flash with Beat Street. Back to the 80s radio. Dispense with the pleasantries. You're listening to Toscano and Chang. You don't know the power of Back to the 80s. If they were a laxative, they'd be so powerful you could stand on your head and on the ceiling. That position would not only be unavailing, but also undignified. And now, back to the 80s with Toscano and Chang. Welcome back to Back to the 80s Radio with Toscano and Chang and uh, the boy from the hood, Rob Roy from Utah, Los Angeles. We hit you with some Shannon, some NWA straight out of the hood, some public enemy, because tonight we are going to take you on a trip back to the club scene, the the uh, backyard parties, music when it really meant something, when it not only took you on the dance floor, but it took you off the dance floor and it told you a story. That was an incredible set of music that we played. I will guarantee I will put my hateful soul on the line right now in front of you and Rob that 
there was many people dancing in their cars at home or wherever they were at. If you just joined us here in the program, we've got Rob Roy talking about 80s dance, hip-hop, a little bit of rap, and everything else. Do you remember one area that we tend to forget about house parties is that in order for you to go there, you had to be invited. In order to be invited, <laughs> and in order to get in, you had to have a what? A flyer. Remember that? Oh. You needed the man, passcode, that too. That's yeah. right. And these special that, flyers were usually thing? handed out by certain, you know, young ladies yes, yes, that yes, that yes, would, yes. you know, they scope you out either at the mall yes, yes. or on the street yes. and they go, "Hey, yes. you want to go to a party?" A party crew. Yes, That's dude. right. And you They they had they had hot dudes doing that with chicks too, remember? Dude, the mall, La Puente Mall. I remember that going down a lot. Yeah. Uh, some of the libraries uh, some of the other nightclubs outside of nightclubs or bars. Wait a second. Did you, you just say library? Or... Yeah, every now and then, bro. <laughs> the heck was going on at that library? <laughs> hey, bro, not a lot of us long hair dudes are stupid, bro. Back in the day, bro. No, not because of that, you know, because of the flyers. No, every now and then, bro, I would roll up to the library and then I would see flyers on the library thing. Nice. You know, to a party. And then that would address you to another place and you get a a flyer and you could get in yeah but uh wait a minute no that was sex clubs yeah that's Sorry. what i thought Never that's mind. what i thought right, uh, you weren't at no <laughs> library you were probably at some gentleman's club down in la or somewhere but you do uh, remember those flyers right and then you felt kind of yeah, good getting those, that flyer because yeah. you go man this is going to be it was exclusive cool. yeah depending yeah, on what dude, you yeah, saw yeah, what yeah. you read on that flyer who the dj was where where it was going to be you were like going yeah i'm going to go there or else you'd look at it and go where's it where's well, that? i wasn't oh I remember Hell, I'm not fire, going there. I, I don't recall saying that over a DJ. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go there and get my freak on. No. No, but there were people the who flyer. did. There were people who right. looked at the flyer and go, right. oh, man, right. this this DJ is going to be there. And oh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, oh, these dude. these bands are going to be there, whatever. Yeah, I'm going to go. Now, do you remember seeing the posters on the side of streets and freeways? Yeah, and on, the po on the poles? Of, of yeah. Of all the of the clubs where 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 groups are going to be performing, you know what I mean. You're going to go your Dan. It was all over the place. Remember, they were pink. Uh, they were like highlighter uh, they were colors. All they were all fluorescent colors. All hot yeah. colors. You know, and yeah. you can go see yeah. Lisa Lisa the Colt Jam. You know what I'm saying? To this day, when I was just in California, they still have those flyers up. I mean, it's been twenty plus and more than twenty plus years since the '80s, but in you know, thirty. I'm sorry, thirty plus, and they still have those flyers. Lisa Lisa reunion happening at the Weeder uh, Pico Rivera, and I'm like, oh man, oh yeah, what a bro. memory. In 1988, it was me and my uh, three amigos. It was Ruben, Micah, and Ted. Now these cats were my partners, man, from oh, high Ruben school. J, yeah. Me and the, yeah, me and this dude Ted. Uh, we go back all the way to second grade. So anyway, uh, the four of us are at Venice Beach, and this was right after I got custody of my kid. So it was us it, and my baby, and we were at Venice Beach, and we were uh, walking around uh, the area. Then we saw that there was something going down by like the sand area, so we strolled over there. And uh, I had my kid on my uh, shoulders, right? And we walk over, and it's Ice T, nice. and he's uh, hanging out there, and he's doing some free flowing right there. But some dude is videotaping and, and taking, you know, photos of him, and he's got his wife now Coco there, so everybody's Ooh. tripping. So he's doing his thing, right? He stops. 
we're just chilling out. He walks up next to us. He looks at me. He goes, what's cracking? Looks at my kid, shakes her foot, checks me out. And then me and him start talking about music, you know, and and I, I hit him up with one thing. I said, do you think that rock and roll and hip hop are of the same? Because they tell a story. They're about anger. They free flow. They tell a message and they unify. He goes right on. Teach your kid that. Very cool. That was man. my, bro- you know, I that met him cool. again. I met him again uh, in East L.A. I want to get one of my uh, big uh, Toyota trucks, some new tires and uh, some new sounds. And this was a place off of Whittier Boulevard right before you get to Atlantic. It was a big old tire and stereo shop. And I met him there again. And he was getting his Bronco done up. So we had some waiting time. So I stood there and he stood there and he looked at me. He goes, yo, man, I know who I met you before. So me and him got to talking right there about trucks and stuff like that. And it was, you know, we didn't talk about anything else except just like trucks you know what I mean? What we're doing on our rides. Just a moment talking to somebody who, yeah, dude. who is just a regular yeah, Joe, dude. man. Where to eat right then and there. We started talking about the difference between the Rams and the Raiders. Then his truck was ready, bro. You know, he gave me a fist bump, jumped in his ride, and I just hung out there. It was it was crazy because I still love that dude. I love anything he does. I dig the dude on TV, and it's like totally 80s, bro. Because I think in the 80s, Nobody really gave a rat's ass on what color you were, what you look like, or where you came from. Everybody was on one vibe. Let's have a freaking good time and get through this shit alive. That's what I thought. That's what it was all about, brother. Those are good times, man. We need that back, please. Oh, yeah, brothers. Hey, Rob, I got a question for you. So being that you know so much of DJing and house parties and things like that, what's the connection like when you're actually at the parties I would say definitely there's a big connection. I mean, even going to shows right now, it's an, essentially a story, a story that's being told, everything, you know, and also being that connection with m- not just one person, but with the whole audience. I've seen DJs where sometimes the crowd's not feeling them and they got to change their entire set. That's me bumping four or five songs and stuff like that. But in the start of now electronic music, there's also different genres in between electronic music. There's house, there's techno, there's trance, and all these subgenres have different types of feelings. The house music would re- really starts it gives you that that party sound, that house sound, that hey everybody's here to party. That techno sound, it's that really doom 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 what you hear all the time. Yeah. That trance sound is very melodic feeling and very euphoric feeling, and all these have different types of feelings and different sounds, and also the way they're played. It can be played in a higher beat, it could be played at a lower beat, and that in essence gives the crowd that energy that the DJ is giving. Hey, I'm getting. You know, and also the way they're able to build up music. Here comes a drop and they're over here tweaking the knobs and adjusting and adding the bass and lowering the mid and the treble. And yeah, exactly. it's a it's it's a whole 
it's a whole art. And when I see these guys and I see them DJ, I mean, I'm not a, you know, me, I'm an admirer of a DJ. I love the DJing. I can DJ, but I'm not a professional DJ. I let the real professionals DJ handle it. And when I see them and their, and their work, these guys are masters at their art. I mean, go back to the East Coast. They were the ones who initially started the scratch that scratch yeah. that you would hear and now there's even competitions that have been going on for the past 25 years of scratch uh within hip-hop and you know that yeah. whole dj scene i mean it's blown up and not only in the states have we been blowing it up this thing has gone overseas one thing that this new start of music and this new form of music was uh, able to allow is that it was able to allow clubs to go all night with this music with live music you can have the musicians playing for maybe an hour then they need a break and then two hours then another break with this dj equipment all you need to do is just press play and you're going to have the party going all over all night. And that's what the influence is. And that's as well the fashion where the fashion came out. I got to look good. That's why you should see the long chains with the clock mm-hmm. like Rum DMC used to do. It was a whole fad that came out. It's great. Oh, yeah. I mean, and what great. about the marriage of, of bands and groups like, for example, Run DMC that would have their music joined, merged, or married with even with the Aerosmith. lights of yeah, with like rock, you know, like what Beastie Boys did, introducing rock in their music. Let's talk a little bit about Run DMC, Chang. Run DMC. I mean, they're like the Sugar Hill Gang. I mean, these cats. I mean, they came straight out, you know, straight out of the hood, bro. They didn't. They didn't come from money. Uh, they came from uh, knowing soul, and I'm talking soul. I'm talking like Motown, stuff of essence, but they grew up very poetic and understanding the hardships. And I think it was a generation that came up that wasn't going to take any shit anymore. I think that crossover, exactly what Chang is talking about, just reaches new audience. You're not only just hitting your audience, which would have been the hip-hop audience, but they're branching out to the rock audience to the pop audience and i mean when you hear crossovers like this i hear them now but to think this was already happening way back in the day and that at a way higher rate than it is now i mean it's it's amazing the way music it can infect people with such love and positivity i mean even though there's not really lyrics to it and hip-hop is just a scratch Mm -hmm. it's so just the beat the momentum the way it uplifts you the way it makes you feel the one to dance it's i love it you know, oh, yeah. So let me ask both of you this to the best of your recollection. Name me three of the dance songs that whenever you'd walk into a, a place that had dance music or if you walk into a club or a house party, what are the three songs that you guys remember that, I mean, it would even excite you when you heard them? It would have to be Grandmaster Flash with White Lines, N.W.A., Straight Outta Compton, The Sugar Hill Gang. I would say, you know, this is a little bit more poppier because, you know, just the way I like the flow of things. But if it was that, it'd be first one would be Sweet Dreams. Remember that by the Rhythmics? Yes. Yes. That's number one. That one I definitely love. I also love uh, some funky little beat by Connie. I know you guys know Connie. Oh, yeah. Those jams hit the speakers and everybody's on the dance floor. You know what I mean? Everybody. Even my grandma would get on the dance floor. She said, hey, mijo, this is my favorite song. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Even with her one busted hip, she'd still be going. 
you know <laughs> and definitely my last one would be judy torres you know come into my arms call me a lover not a fighter that's why i do uh, i just love nice. the freestyle i, I definitely would get all happy when I heard Grandmaster Flash. Also, Stacy Q. And believe it or not, my favorite of all would be the Cover Girls. This is back to the 80s radio. We've got special guests with us, Rob Roy, who is going to be joining us back right after this. This next track that's coming up is Sweet Dreams by the Arithmics here on Back to the 80s. It's your boy, Rob Roy. Sweet dreams on the Welcome back to Back to the 80s Radio. Toscano and Chang and your boy Rob Roy are in the house. And no, we're not doing any white lines, but that was a badass master, Grand Master Flash. Rob Roy, it has been a joy. Now, Toscano, I know you and uh, Rob Roy are having competition. Who has the shiniest glasses on the screen? <laughs> and I'm going to tell you right now. If I wasn't faded, my eyes would be jaded with both you cats. <laughs> now that you brought this point up, Chang, it looks like we all, Chang, Rob, and myself, are wearing the same exact glasses. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. It really does. Growing old. Yeah. Gotta love yeah. it. But, Rob, man, it's it. been great having you on the show. I hope it's not the last time. You're welcome on Back to the 80s Radio anytime. You're our brother. You're our friend. And, uh, man, you're another 80s lover, so we love you, brother. That's it. Guys, thank you so much for having me. I mean, I love you guys, what you guys are putting on. Keep hammering. Keep supporting these guys. We are going back to the 80s. Everybody wants to get nice and wild here. I'm back to the 80s radio with Diamond Girl and Stacy <laughs> Q. Two of oh. hearts. Chang, two of the nicest uh, songs that you can ever dream up of when you went to a house party. Two of the uh, songs that will get you dancing and jumping and uh, get your lady friends very, very happy oh. to be with you. You know, man, uh, a lot of the times I did enjoy the unfortunate times I was around uh, dance music. You know, I'm not knocking it. Oh, you know, my God. Good- Hello, <laughs> there he is. As soon as Rob no. left, the no, anger no, the wait. anger management guy Man. came in. Now, listen to me. You see how you you were like a district attorney. Objection. Objection. Oh, he is a long-haired hater. Let's just go ahead and wow. incarcerate him. Ladies and gentlemen of the wow. jury, I, oh, I, I'd like to point your attention. Said- now that our wow. special guest what? left, what? What? now the Chang starts unmasking himself with all this hate. Oh, and then oh, I've never listened to this music. It's painful to my ears. Now, anyway, I should be as I was saying, as I was saying, I I enjoyed some of that music. I didn't dance, but if I drank enough, I could dance. Right. right. If I was comfortable enough with a girl, I would dance just because I wasn't a dancer and I wasn't cranking it in my vehicle so people could hear my music and my car rattle much like they do now 
over where my engine is, I'm cool. Right. But you initially, initially, you come into the courtroom <laughs> and want to proclaim me that I am the hater of oh, all. Oh. But yet you are a very bad district attorney. Oh, okay. Okay. Because you are like not looking at all the facts. All right. All you right. Are like, if, Let's put you to the, the test. If the glove doesn't fit, <laughs> your music is shit. That's <laughs> basically. All right. All right. Let me put you to the test then. Uh, why don't you go ahead and give us your opinion on Nice and Wild Diamond Girl song? You know what? I have to say, it's a cute jingle. Oh, my gosh. Okay, it's a very cute jingle. Uh, when you break it down lyrically, it's funny. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and it's got a beat where, yeah, you're going to get people out there moving. Is it a song that I'm going to crank in my vehicle? No. Is it a song that's going to make me all stupid and crazy at a party? No. no. I'll tolerate it. You much rather but, hear Bobby Brown with Don't Be Cruel. No, Bobby Brown, I want nothing to do with. Yeah, I mean, that guy destroyed some lives. You bro. love I him. can't do the Bobby. I can't him. do the Bobby Brown. You love him. Uh, you know what I mean? Okay. How about the, Earth, Wind, and Fire? Now, I grew up with this band in the 70s. Now, this band represents growing up to me. At a time of uh, where you're you're in tight with your your familia, your neighborhood. This takes me back, this type of music, to growing up in a neighborhood, an ethnic neighborhood, a very family neighborhood-oriented connection, tightness, closeness. Uh, a time in life when, when you lived in the neighborhood for several years, your neighbor could scold you like your parents. They could grab you by the arm, take you home, spank you in the butt if right. they saw you doing something wrong. So music from Earth, Wind, and Fire, I, my mind transpires back to that kind of an element. Yeah, I'd so love Earth, even Wind, in and the Fire. 80s with their dance music, as it became dance uh, worthy, it was dance worthy in the 70s. Always a soulful kind of uh, slow dance. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whether you're holding your mate or not. It, you, so, uh, of course, another band, Cool in the Gang, oh, which yeah. was always flashy. Uh, they always had that cool sound, that kind of sound that would take you away to sway and then make you dance. You could even mention groups that were, for example, in rap, like Nucleus. Remember a song called Jam On It? Dude, I remember, man, I remember going to backyard parties and that starting up. I remember being at family parties. Oh, mijo, don't go nowhere. We're getting a DJ. And then all of a sudden, the whole family's out there dancing. Ex-cholos, ex-cholas, tios, tias. You know, all your primos, your neighbors. You know what I mean? It yeah. becomes like this big old dance party. And that was always one. Of the, another one, you remember Madness, One oh, Step Beyond? I love I believe that was put out in 79 or 78. You know. But yet that was always cranked up. I think I mentioned this once before, but Madness had has the song. That when I hear it, to me, it encapsulates everything about the 80s. It's just that one song is probably my favorite 80s song of all. And that is oh, yeah. Our House. Oh, yeah, that's a crazy song. How about uh, Supersonic? Supersonic. You remember that song? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that was by uh, JJ Fad. JJ that was Fad. a pretty, that was a pretty badass song. That you know, that was a song that came out, and it totally had people, you know, moving all over the place. How about LL Cool J? Oh, 
Now, LL Cool J. I'm bad. Was you remember awesome. that tune? Yes, of course. I'm I bad. LL Cool J. Come on, bro. Of course, I remember LL Cool J with I'm bad. Here's a little something with backward bass. And not too many people know what backwards bass is, but if you listen to the Beastie Boys and you listen to the album License to Ill, you'll know when I say the word Paul Revere. Here on Back to the 80s Radio. Now, here's a little story I got to tell about three bad brothers you know so well. It started way back in history with that Rob and me. My team. Been had a little horsey named Paul Revere. Welcome back to Back to the 80s Radio, Toscano and Chang, and we are laying everybody down on the dance floor. Get your ass to the dance floor. We are the lip-licking sweet sensation, LL Cool J, baby. You were dancing and prancing with Toscano and Chang. Now, I think we opened the doors, the dance floor doors. We did, man. To a time that uh, make everybody feel way younger and just want to move and groove. So I hope we did that tonight. You know, I think that people are going to be wanting a lot more where that came from. And uh, you come to the right place because this is the one and only Back to the 80s Radio, the show where we bring the nostalgia and the memories. Just can't thank you guys enough for making this show the biggest and greatest 80s radio show in the world. Once again, it's time to let you guys go. But before we do, we want to keep reminding you guys that uh, our Facebook page is there for you guys to go over and join the family. We also have an opportunity for you to name a song that you might want to hear played for the following week. Any song. It doesn't matter as long as it's within the 80s realm. And also uh, reminding you guys that starting next week, we are going to have here back to the 80s radio a couple of new shows. So... Stick around for that. Every Monday, we're going to be going through an album a week. And also, Banging with the Chang is going to be coming up on Saturdays. So you don't want to miss that. Thank you for introducing the 80s to a whole new generation. Go out there and be examples of good humans, good civilians. No matter what political party, no matter what religion, what race, what color, we are all, as Chang says, of the human race. So stay cool. We'll see you next Friday. This is it Chang before I release you to another Changtastic weekend again? Thank you for listening. Tell a friend, share this, and remember, always smile. Tomorrow is another day. And remember, you matter. Doesn't matter. So until next week, I bid you all an hasta la vista, hasta mañana, hasta luego, a sayonara, adios, arrivederci. And until tomorrow, my friends, orale to all my homies. We're going to take you out back to the dance floor where I want all you cats and kitties and 80s ladies to bust a move. This is Young MC, and you have been rocked by Toscano and Chang and back to the 80s radio, babies. Bust it.